Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're good. Hope you can hear me okay. I've just realized that all things are blaring out through my the wrong microphone. So I'm just going to just edit that a second. It's smooth. Always ever professional show. But yeah, hopefully you can hear me okay. You know my usual paranoia over that. So points and prizes to whoever, especially on a Friday show, we managed to get your prizes for who tells me that they can hear me okay and that everything's working all right. I've got a guest waiting in the wings, our friend and colleague, Felicity Thau. She had a week off from Physio Matters Duty. So she's been having a restful one uh, on the Flipping Pain Tour, which looks really cool. And so I, I love that she's going to be able to tell us, take us around that, give us some insights. You might have seen it across social media. If you haven't, then pay attention to it. It's a public health campaign in Lincolnshire um, trying to tackle persistent pain and to educate the masses. But then... In the spirit of, of um, I forget the, the movement of uh, the pain revolution in Australia, like they, they did a Peloton and stuff a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. And, and so the, the fact that they've taken that across linkage in similar fashion is just absolutely brilliant innovation. Um, so hopefully I can bring you in a couple of clicks. Flick, how are you doing? Hello. Sorry about the background noise. I'm in a tennis club. That's okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like it's honestly like, a, like out to our roaming reporter, Felicity Thau, who's in Lincolnshire. Um, <laughs> I grabbed them tennis. <laughs> <laughs> well, firstly, I'm right in thinking it's been a restful, restful week off. Then you know, you're not being oh, good. just you know, we're here at the tennis club just just for a couple of rounds actually um, before <laughs> we head off for a leisure, a leisurely afternoon of changing cultural beliefs about about persistent pain. Simple you stuff. know, Simple yeah. Stuff. Yeah, no, it's been hectic. It's been mad. It's been mad. I can't believe it. I spoke to you on on Tuesday, and you were saying how mad it was, and so it's only going to have been more so as the week's gone on. I imagine. Yeah. Sorry. That's that's the the train. Okay. Right. Yeah. We're gonna we're definitely gonna get some bits of background noise. It really is Roman reporter from the field. What's what's flipping what's flipping pain flick? I bet you've been answering that question a bit this week. So sorry, that's the southbound trade. There we go. Chaos. Sorry, the connection wasn't brilliant there. Are you saying what is flipping pain? Yeah, I suspect you've been answering. So, what is flipping pain? Sorry, so flipping pain, we're a public health campaign and we're aimed at, we say, we're aimed at, at changing the way we think about, talk about and treat persistent pain. So it's not just for people with persistent pain, it's for it's for the community, really. It's, it's LinkedIn. When Lincolnshire CCG wanted to change the way that their pain service worked, they wanted to move away from a biomedical model more towards the, the nice guidelines. Um, they, we, we, we said to them, you, in order to do that, you need to kind of you need to have a bigger outreach, um, and so flipping pain is the campaign aimed at, at targeting the people beyond the pain service itself. And as part of that, we planned a, a tour around Lincoln, and then twenty twenty occurred, and so we got postponed until this week. So this is our final day. I can hardly believe it. It's Tuesday, I was thinking, oh my god, I cannot unload this van any more times. But uh, now it's 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 the last day. It's it's been brilliant. What is it that then, can you tell us about what you've been up to as flipping pain in normal times and then what is the physical manifestation of it that you're doing this week? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the 
while we've been having the, the COVID type, so we used to do in-person events around Lincolnshire. I remember coming down to um, Grantham, I think it was actually, uh, for an in-person event a couple of years ago with Professor Corbett Ryan and Lauren Mosley was here as well. Then when COVID happened, we all, all went online. So we've been doing various webinars. Our website is, is as a result, pretty, pretty built up with resources. We do, um, I interview people with persistent pain themselves. We do a real stories section of the website. And we've also got various resources like the um, If Only I'd Known leaflet that people right. wrote, um, Tina Price, Chris Price, who, who um, started that and, and, and got it through to the final products uh, of people, what people who live with pain wish they'd known at the beginning of their journey. So yeah, lots of resources, lots of leaflets, lots of trains. Lots of trains, yeah, it's great. Busy trains, right? Bloody hell. Look at Joe. Are we, are we at a station? What's um so then what's the how much of the of what you've described is then brought to bear in this in this tour? And then also tell me about some of the novelties and differences as well. So on the on the tour, we, we're kind of split into two groups. We've got the Peloton tour. So we've got a group of cyclists uh, made up of healthcare professionals and people who live with pain. And, and I guess the, the idea is they're pushing themselves to their limits. They're doing 50 miles a day in some cases um, to get around the county of Lincolnshire. So a bit of a, a physical challenge there. And then I'm leading the Brain Bus team, which is the... Um, I've seen a message. You've got some sound issues. Hopefully you can hear me. Um, the... The Brain Bus team, we are going out into two places a day, so various different community places. Yesterday we were in a retail park, we were then in the, um, Lincoln Uni, in the, uh, today we're at a tennis club, we've been in uh, Boston Town Centre, Lincoln Town Centre yesterday. Um, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been mad. So we take the, the Brain Bus to these locations, we set up, which I'll show you in a bit, uh, we set these these um, experiences up. We've got some brilliant staff. I have a fantastic team who are just so skilled at, at talking to people. Um, and it's a, we're talking to people who, who are just interested in, oh, what, what's, what's this about? And other people who say, oh, pain, you know, I, I live with that and, and tell me more. Um, then we all get the second venue, do a public seminar. So Cormac Ryan leads that, I host it. Uh, we always have a panel with healthcare professionals and people who live with pain on it. Um, and we've had some great discussions. That's really fueled public um, engagement there. So so I guess people can come to the Brain Bus and then can go to the um, public seminar afterwards for, for even more detail. So just on the public seminar front for now, you have talked about this stuff and think about this stuff a lot, right? It's become an ever more important part of your work, in, including with Physio Matters, really. We've done a lot of work in that direction as well. Has this week also given you further and deeper insight? So has it been a bit busman's holiday in a way? Is it your kind of bread and butter, or has there still been stuff that you've learned and developed and found to be new this week? Yeah, I think I have, definitely. It's, 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 it's very different interacting with someone on the street than it is in a, in a consultation you end up doing yeah certainly we're not doing consultations but you end up people do share a lot with you um in 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 this in this scenario in this setting um it's also been brilliant particularly by my two colleagues jaj and julia um who are a physio and a chiropractor listening to them talk to people it's just brilliant they're, they're, Jaj in particular is brilliant at putting people at ease and Julio is fantastic at actually changing people's beliefs on the street, right. you know, it, it's just absolutely awesome. So really? learning from colleagues yeah. is 
and we've got a couple of students with us as well so a bit of teaching as it's, it's been brilliant brilliant well i'm going to get you to take us on a little bit of a tour in a second but just describe some of the um you've said you do unload the brain bus and you put up various different like exhibits of a sort so there's quite an interactive experience which i think is is certainly a, a novelty people could understand sort of the pain education and and even just having having chats with people about their their symptoms but the making it interactive when you were talking me through it all those weeks ago when you were planning it that sounds really interesting can you talk me through them and also talk me through how people do in, go about interacting with it and what the response rate has been on each of the exhibits yeah so i guess we you know we're called the brain bus and we set out pretty early on to say where it's a tough ask to to you know call up people who are just passing by on their way to work or on the way at the shops um and and, and change their understanding of, of persistent pain so we said let's let's not let's not attempt a very difficult thing uh we, we certainly try we're, we're, we're succeeding in some cases but what i really want to do is is show people just how complex the brain is how complex the nervous system and as a result how complex pain is so to my mind it's a, it's a success so a brilliant success we're seeing people say gosh this most makes more sense than a chap yesterday said to julia this makes much more sense than than what the three doctors i've seen previously have, have said i like finally understand it right. really penny drop moments, real penny drop moments happening um but we also if any if someone walks away and thinks god that, I, I have no idea how that happened isn't the brain weird isn't the 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 nervous system weird that's a win for me as well that's um you know a, a step away from injury injury plus time equals pain you know well be, being yeah just disrupting that baked in assumption is often the first step we've all been there as well haven't we we didn't change overnight did we as therapists when yeah. we perceive things in our own ways often more baked in than even the public it didn't happen in a moment you had those things that sort of disrupted that conviction that you had or those assumptions that you had and then as long as that like you guys are providing them resources that they can 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 go to they might attend to some of your other stuff later on that might be the way that it does it, it won't happen in a in a moment although it does sound like you've had somewhere it's been a bit of an epiphany yeah, it, 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 unbelievably, it would have. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, but wow. certainly, yeah, I mean, with the brain bus, the, the people who are, who are, I think we're too neurocentric might, you know, we're the cognitive dissonance bus. It's, um, yeah. We're just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're amazing. Making people go, oh, why does that happen? Yeah, look, I, I think that, that this is one of the always amusing things by people being pedantic on, say, accusations of neurocentrism. Above all else, it's alliteration. Piss off. Brain and bus both begin with B. <laughs> I'm not having it with, uh, with with that. It's just annoying. Like sometimes you just need to get something right with branding. So I, I, I'm totally with you there. Now talking of branding, I'm going to have to be like, get you to give us a 12 flick. You're going to have to show us your like jersey. <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? It's, it's awesome. We've got um, it's on the back as well. I don't know if you say. Yeah, brilliant. In the brain. Um, pain, 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 that's probably an easier thing to show you. Pain, do you get it? You get it. Yes. Um, I'm sat on a branded chair. Um, <laughs> I didn't see. I obviously hadn't awesome. seen that. Amazing. So, That's the quality. Um, right. These... Go on. Keep going. Tell us what else you got. What, the gazebos. Got? Right. The gazebos. Do you want me to take you on the tour? Yeah. That is that the big E's. Is that what those are? The what? The big, I think I just saw the big E's. Oh, what the was big it? E's, educate. Yeah, engage, educate, empower. 
Yeah, we had a oh, yeah, yeah, It's been a long time. I know, sorry, that's what I'm calling them. Um, yeah, take us on the tour. Let's have a look. Tour of the tour. So, well, so this, I'm sat at the table here where we do some of the um, the kind of um, low tech illusions. You know, the, everybody's favourite, the rubber hand. Nice. Um, a lot of the public are like, oh, is this where you hit me with a hammer? I'm like, no, you don't, you don't go that far. Um, we have the mirror box here, so we can do um, the sixth finger illusion, the, the Anne Boleyn illusion, as we call it, where we can make it appear like you have a sixth finger. It's very strange. Um, I need to understand why that's called it. A huge shout out to um, Professor. Thought she was a witch. I've lost you. So, six fingers. So, yeah. It's just got a ma massive oh, delay, right? So, sorry, Anne Boleyn, they thought she was a witch. They thought she had six fingers. Yeah, I think it's because I took the... Is that better now? Yeah, that's better, yeah. Am I back? I mean, that shouldn't make, shouldn't make a difference, um, but it has, yes. Yeah, I might just have to show you a seated tour. Um, oh, yeah, okay. six-finger illusion. Uh, we have over here, that is a machine called the Mirage Machine. And massive shout out to Professor Roger Newport at Loughborough Uni, um, who invented and built that machine and has kindly let us borrow it and take it on the road. Um, so talk me through that. In every night, Roger. We... <clears throat> so it's brilliant. There's a couple of, there's a few illusions on there. We've, we've, um, we've refined two of them and, and used them. So the, we stand either side of it. The person stands opposite you on the, on the box. They put their hands in the, in the box. There's one where the hand vanishes. So you've got your hands in the box, the hand disappears, obviously it's still there. And then because of the mirrors and the illusions, you, you go searching for their hand and it doesn't appear like it's there. But then you feel it and it, it is, of course, still there. Uh, and there's one way we finger stretch. So um, you, you put your finger in and, and, and it elongates and you're like, whoa, this is so weird. Um, we've got loads of, of literature and, um, and, and and stuff around to, to talk to people as well. And probably the most, uh, we've got visual illusions as well. So like the one where Barack Obama's face is upside down and you think they look the same, but actually their teeth and the, and the, the lips, the teeth of the um, <laughs> eyes are flipped. Um, things that make people go, oh yeah, we do. You know, it's a processing organ, isn't it? The brain and it, it doesn't always get it right when, um, that, and that's, a, a large part of what we're, we're seeing. Um, the VR area where my colleague Julia is just now. Julia Gover. Um, Julia, who's been on Therapy Live? You, you might recognize Julia from Therapy Live. Um, she's a brilliant chiropractor with a, an interest in pain and, and, and the students are all saying, I love listening to Julia talk to you a lot of pain because she's very good. And, and, and yeah, Julia yeah. has had a lot of success in I did see, I did see, I did see her stuff uh, on Therapy Live. She's, she's great, yeah, for sure. Is awesome. There, um, the VR area, a, re a real crowd draw. Um, what we do is we, I don't know if you've ever done Richie's Plank Experience, which is the app we use. So we get them in the VR machine. Yeah. yeah. You're on a street uh, at the bottom of um, a lift. You get in the lift, you get the person put in the lift, and you press plank and you go up to the seat. And we've all been singing the lift music for a good week now. Uh, and you get up and the doors open and you're at the top of a sky. Scraper with a plank in front of you, and a cut like your Anthem Tennis Club. You stand on the background, you know that. But everyone, even the people who are like, like I'm fine with heights, or they've watched their mate do it, and they're like, I can do this. Um, Deepak, Doctor Deepak Ravindra, he we, we, he was very cavalier about it yesterday, saying that ah, I can. And then he was clinging to the plank. 
then you and then yeah people they reach for the size of the lift it's terrifying they get real sweaty palms and we're saying you know these are real symptoms of anxiety even though the danger isn't isn't real we can't argue with that sense of anxiety so that was my number one concern with the brain bus was that people would think we were saying it's your it's your brain it's in your brain it's 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 not real um but a lot, everything is what we say is is what you feel is always real and you can't argue with that sense of fear when you're at the top of a lift with a plank it's, it's funny and a lot of people are like i'm not going on that i'm not even stepping foot on it it's, it's brilliant well, one of the things, one of the things that i was i was going to ask how, how well is it landing with regards to mm. making sure that people recognize that they that, you know because it needs to it needs we need to not end up coming across as if we're new age duelists that we're now implying mind over body right so the whole point is that you're trying to get people in touch with their very real physiology that's being disrupted by say things that aren't representative of actual danger right how yeah. well have these physical experiments as fun as they've been how well are those messages landing that make them purposeful yeah I, better than i expected i was really worried right. about about that really worried about that right. um and and actually a lot of people are are kind of going oh yeah that that makes sense more so than the polite kind of oh okay th thanks anyway you know gotta go um it it yeah it, it certainly has been landed and i think as I say, I, I, we're trying not to get too bogged down in well, I think what I'm learning from, from my colleagues is the less talking we do, sometimes the better, the more we kind of go, the more we question what that person is experiencing, the better and get, get them towards that. And then, of course, what we do is we, we um, advertise the seminar that Cormac Ryan does in the in the evening where he really goes into the, the detail of um, not just the biology, but the, um, the, the reason we get pain. And, and it, you know, he's, he's an awesome um yeah. storyteller so it's if we can get and if people can't make it we've got webinars on the website of, of previous ones that we've recorded so yeah we try and plant the seed and that's really all I, i'm happy if we've just planted seeds in people but as i say sometimes we're going even beyond that so two two bad case scenarios for an in-person event like this one is that you just struggle to get the footfall the other is that it's almost too busy you can't really get the impact because you can't interact with with people could you yeah. give us i mean we will come to nick's comment in a second he could come and have <laughs> actually commented on facebook so nick you're not getting away with making jokey comments like that unless you come on screen um but before before we go to nick's uh, question which no doubt you two are going to give me a song what's the crack with that then how well have you done for traffic and, uh, and it also has yeah. there been times where it's become almost too much demand um a bit of both so our quietest day was boston town center that would have been or oh, city uh, forgive me bostonians um we were in the uh, we were just at the bottom of the um the church there the stump which is apparently a very very well-known landmark there uh would have been an awesome place had it not been torrential rain all day um and i don't right. know who was more, more i don't know who was more sorry for themselves that day the cyclist cycling in it or us just standing there waiting for waiting for people um we got a couple of people but it wouldn't have been anywhere near like it would have been yesterday lincoln town center was was incredible city center again sorry sorry lincoln um the it, yeah it has been really busy i think we, we couldn't have 
done it without the amount. I think we've had perfect number of staff. Um, right. So we've had uh, me, Judge and Julia, Nick Liverdas, who is, is uh, wanting me to sing the song. Uh, definitely won't be. Uh, he's doing his. It, Nick is doing amazing things here. He's um, not only helping us out with the brain bus, but he's doing re researching for his PhD, which is a whole evaluation of this whole process, and supervising two students. Um, so. Wow. Like, one of those things is is a no, is a lot. Um, <laughs> Nick's boy's got great questions as well coming here. Um, uh, we've he's, got two he's students heckling well. from he's heckling from Facebook. Here I know. Right? I can't so even see where he is. Where is he? Uh, if you can see him, then you grab him, grab him, drag him on the screen. He's not getting away with this. That is crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah. What, but, um, so what, you you might not have to sing it. But what is he on about? Um, I'm trying to think which one because there has been two developed last night one was a song that Cormac has been working on for some time and that was brilliant that was to the tune of um a blondie song I forget and the other one we did was um so did you know we went to Market Raisin a few days ago did you know that the the songwriter of, of Thriller was went to school in Market Raisin I mean, I, I didn't because that's that's that I mean that's that's tenuous trivia though isn't it that so that <laughs> they're not even from there. The fact that you're saying went to school in tells you that they're probably school He might be from there. He might be from there. I'm getting this from Cormac, who who did the presentation. He does a bit of trivia every night. That's a proper um, tenuous piece of so trivia. In fact, that's not even that well, easy to, to fact check. <laughs> Well, we set we set a song to Thriller, uh, which just okay. involved us. There was the six six key messages of the the flip and pay campaign, and uh, we just changed them to be very in jokes that you that you won't get. Um, so yeah, hilarious. But it was it was brilliant. I won't make you sing though. I promise. What Anna Maria's asked, and I think this is something that I've heard and, and, and wondered about as well is. Obviously, the nature of the way that the service is commissioned, etc., and it being a public health campaign tethered to a changing culture that you're trying to instigate through Lincoln, Lincolnshire, means that it's not the sort of thing that's like a commercial venture that can be ready-made and moved elsewhere. What's the... Um, do you think... It, uh, I want you, you can answer Anna's question if you want, but I suspect the answer will disappoint her. But could you give me insight into whether or not if money wasn't an object, do you think this would travel well? I, I was thinking about that this morning because a, a lot of people have come on Facebook and Twitter and said, someone said, when when is it coming to, could, could you come to Newcastle? <laughs> that would suit me down on the ground, certainly. Um, but it is, I mean, it's a it's an expensive operation, let's be honest, it's, it's vast. Um, and it does come down, I guess, to the the local CCG and, and it was the local CCG who wanted to change the, the service and therefore were happy to have a, a massive campaign like this. And it's the first of its kind in the UK, as you mentioned, Pain Revolution were the founders of this and that's certainly our inspiration. Um, and I think that um, it's, hard, it's hard to say, you know, I, we certainly do, I don't know that we have plans to, to go anywhere else at the minute I mean, until until plants happen. I, I don't know. Um, above. Lincolnshire um, but I, I think you know I, I it would be my dream I would love it if every you know area had a flipping pain campaign this was, if this was a national road show it'd be awesome do you I'm going to be a swine and, and ask when now that you're doing something like this and now that you're seeing yeah. the impact it can have and the fact that yes it's difficult the messaging is difficult but an appropriately professionalized campaign and branding exercise can really make a difference on changing people's minds 
in real time that then will have obvious downstream effects and through Nick's work, measure, we will measure the downstream effects of this information. Do you not look on at the organisations, some of which you, of course, fund that wonder as to whether or not they could have been doing stuff like this, or they, they are the people that could nationalise something like this, or do you think, do you see this as being something that the, you know, say, CSP, Armour, other large organisations being able to then think if they were brave enough that they could do something like this? Yeah, I mean, I guess, we, yeah, certainly could. Um, what, what's been really interesting as well, and what would probably interest them is that we do the public seminars in the evening and Cormac talks about opioid prescription in um, Lincolnshire and it's in the top percentile, the 90th plus percentile. It's one of the highest um, opioid prescribers in, in the UK, well above the national median. Um, and a lot of people, when he describes that and, and gives the background to that, the questions at the end are often saying, what what are we doing about this? Now, the answer is, first of all, good news, your paying services has changed and part of that is the Flip and Pain campaign. So that's good news, but it doesn't, you know, there, there's certainly um, places, um, I forget, sorry, the, the comic when I was reading it. Uh, Stop getting distracted by the bloody comments. I'm sorry. Sorry, the question's the questions coming in are, are um, saying things like, um, how can we get our GPs on board with this message? How can we get this this message out there? And, and a lot of the times we're saying, we need your help as well. We need your help as the as the, the residents of this area. Um, Chris Barker is a paying physician and he says when, you know, he's a GP, one of the biggest motivators for him to go and look something up is when a patient comes in and says, hey, I've heard about this. What do you think about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Um, Demand it. Yeah. Share this with your GP. Share this with your healthcare professionals, um, because a, a lot of the questions land back at what are, how can I, what are my healthcare professionals doing about this? Um, when do yeah? How many of they? Yeah, that's one of the things that I think is one of the hardest. If the penny drops for them, but they're the ones that need to go and persuade the healthcare professionals to have a bit of a more holistic view of these things, or why was I prescribed X? Why have I been on a regimen of these injections? I think that is a, yeah. a fascinating question and, and the people power that you need to provoke. It is very culturally relevant as well, isn't it? With regards to Lincolnshire as a, in, its, in its geography and its politics and its industries. And that is one of the things that has most excited me about following Flipping Pain um, is that You've, I just think that almost instinctively you could have, you could have picked some sort of real soft touch middle class area, right? You could have gone for like Hertfordshire, right? <laughs> like, pick like, not yeah. saying that would have been easier. That means different challenges, but it's like there could have been easier, easier ways in. Whereas, um, and I'm not suddenly such an incredibly diverse um, county and, and vast county, but one that has its unique cultural challenges that will precede some of the public health challenges. And so the fact that then making impressions and impacts as you are doing there should stand in good stead for the, the, trans, the transferability across that, across the nation. And one of the things that we need to make sure, and, and please know and make sure you pass this on to the rest of the gang, uh, hopefully they'd know I'd, we, we as Physio Matters and through you would be allies for this, but make this known that we want to make sure that any examples that you've been able to bring to bear from this week and learning that you've had for us to proliferate this message and make sure it gets going again 
then you know we will we will put all of our loudspeakers in that direction and proudly so because it's been amazing to watch and to hear from you about its impact on that individual level of course which we've not been able to see is absolutely amazing so i uh, really really do appreciate it nick's made a great point here which you were distracted by when the comment came in all services and teams can engage with the community in a smaller scale shopping centers market squares etc absolutely and i think that that's one of the things that we need to that the pandemic needs to have had one upside on provoking that sense of community we especially saw that in the early stages of it but also the fact that neighbors know each other better than they did through two years ago and so yeah. having that sense of, of, of engaging that through msk and paid services integrating things better joining things up with interprofessional education i think that the, the way in which you guys have created a re resource set that is compatible for clinicians and for the local populace is huge and so the you know, that needn't be regionally specific. And I imagine, is that something that you see as being an obvious next step in a way, is that that message gets out and transcends Lincolnshire? I would hope so. And and people certainly seem convinced, you know, the the, the, the reaction to the public seminars and, and to, to what we're saying here, it, it's landing. Probably maybe I was pessimistic, but I, I, was, I was just worried about the worst case scenario, of course, about everything. So um, <laughs> yeah, not like you. No, uh, and and it's it's landed far better than than I actually expected, um, and and that's you know, that, that's just me and my mindset probably. But um, yeah, I think it's sometimes it's a barrier, isn't it? Oh, I'm terrified of going out there and and trying to talk to people about this because we think there's 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 this belief system that's impossible to break down but it but it is and and people people, people are so nice as well people are so lovely um, yeah. especially the people who are curious and, and kind of passing by well that's one of the things that does self-select is that unfortunately there are some difficulties and challenges that come from this information being quite confrontational for some people but generally speaking if they if they if their baseline is raw anger, they may be less likely to come over and shake a fist at the, to, at the stand like this, whereas they might end up in a consultation. And so whilst, you know, with that, you know, of course, it comes with massive amounts of sympathy in that direction. There are circumstances in individual clinical consultations that can sometimes go around be incredibly difficult. But in this book, that one of the things that the, the public aspect of it will have refined is that you will have that inquisitive nature that, that sort of self-selects. And so I'm really pleased that that's how it's been and that there's something to, to play with, to do, to understand uh, in a really compatible manner that's been entertaining. You know, that's the thing, of course, yeah. it's just that, that how dry and bland so much has been in our industry when trying to engage with that or interprofessionally we've been able to be creative, but then that's not for patients, cost professionalism or cost some yeah. other weird ass example for why we've had to make it dry. Has it been has it been good for you to see all the fun fun shit you've planned land so well, but also in the context of being professional still? Absolutely, and it has been great fun. Not just for us, like people, people yeah, it, it's a it's a big colourful gazebo, um, and we're we're dropping people off planks off buildings in virtual reality, um, and it's and it is it's it's funny. And people people bring their partner and they're they're engaged. They go, oh my god, this rubber hand feels like my hand, and nobody could believe it. Um, so yeah, it's it's absolutely it's it's been brilliant. Great fun, lovely. Well, we're out of time, and I know you've got to crack on with the with the actual with actual job. Um, thank you so much for joining. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if you got the text, but you need to you need to cover four sessions of moderation at Therapy Live Business tomorrow. So I hope that's okay, <laughs> and I hope the Wi-Fi holds up. 
<laughs> no, you haven't heard that one. No, okay. No. Um, of course, of course, I jest. Have a lovely day, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see you back at work next week. We miss you. Thanks, Jack. Take care. Cheers, everyone. Bye bye. I will see you all next week for more tuning over. Bye.